0: And it's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We not Wrestle podcast. Hello, wrestling fans! Welcome to the We not Wrestle podcast. Nate, Aaron, and Kyle are here with you, and uh, another edition of the show is about to be in the books, Whatever gentlemen. Kyle
1: is doing stop, gentlemen.
0: I'm drinking
2: beer.
3: How's it going? You're, you're making so a mad lot mad. of racket. I don't <laughs> want to stop drinking beer. Stop making alcoholic.
1: alcoholic. <laughs> Sorry. Are you drinking in like a trash bag? <laughs>
3: it's, it's actually a brown pocket. paper bag. It's a brown paper bag. I've well, you're feel making like a that. lot of fucking racket. <laughs> we do a pro wrestling podcast. This is about as white trash as we get. <laughs>
0: and welcome to the Weekend <laughs> Wrestle podcast. And, uh... You yeah, should at I, least have good audio. Lost, <laughs> lost my train of thought. Um, this week's show, we are going to be discussing our ten personal favorite heel turns. And Aaron is going to grace us with more of his comedic gimmicks.
1: Don't them comedic. They might not all be funny. I, they're funny to me. Well,
3: well they're... I've been told I'm not,
1: not a normal person. <laughs>
3: Who told you that? People. <laughs> Fuck those
1: people. One of my fellow co-workers the other day said, why are you like this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you just look at him and say, uh, brain damage? Be like,
3: Because I work with you. <laughs>
0: I wasn't until I came here.
3: <coughs> That's what I told you, I, like, I was normal. I so. must
0: be going
1: and i say things that normal people don't say like i was walking into a store just today and they were like like people asking for donations outside you know mm-hmm. and i was walking in and i don't know if they were like they were like for some kind of like rehab or something like that and they were like would you like to save a life today? And I was like, "There's already too many of us."
3: Hey. And I just kept walking. <laughs> the Girl Scouts? No, it wasn't the Girl Scouts. I thought maybe they were like, "Sir, if you don't buy this bag of, a te- box of tagalongs, some fat guy with diabetes is going to buy them, and that's going to be on you." <laughs> I was like, "Would you like, you like to save a really. life today?" And
1: I said, "No, too many of us."
0: <laughs> well, it's just like every time you go to the BMV and they're like, "Would you like to give a dollar to the children's save your sight?" It's like, "No, fuck those blind kids."
1: <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I say well, no. I I, I say no every time. I don't say fuck those blind kids, but they make you feel like if you say no. <laughs> Did
3: you ever see that episode of South Park where they have the? Do you want to donate? For starving kids, Randy's like, no. They're like, could you speak into the microphone and say that you will not be donating a dollar? <laughs> well,
0: it seems like everywhere Randy. you go now, they want you to, you know, like Taco Bell's. Like, would you like to give a dollar to the Taco Bell Foundation? I mean, are you guys researching ways to help people's colons? Because you know,
3: <laughs> what is the Taco Bell Foundation? What do they need to fucking research? <laughs> they. Use the same goddamn ingredients since nineteen ninety two. They just fucking wrap a burrito in a fucking quesadilla and they call it something, "barreadadita." Yeah, oh. the barreadadita.
0: All right. Well, now what that the, are we doing first? Now that the are first we, like, gimmicks? now that the first five minutes have gone off the rails, here on the show. We'll set the stage hey. one more time. Welcome to the Weekend hey. Wrestle Podcast. Nate, Aaron, and Kyle here with you for this edition of the show. And uh, Aaron, you asked what we're going to do first. We'll do the serious stuff first.
3: You know, real quick before we get the serious stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? Maybe we took five minutes to be funny. But at least we're not coming at you with fucking goddamn boner medicine. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And fucking. Like, but if it, any, awesome. if
1: there's any dick pills that would like. You give me,
0: money? I <laughs> would like to advertise on the show.
3: <laughs> I don't apply for advertising, but just don't make it take five fucking minutes. Like you don't need to do a skit with it.
0: It is kind of annoying. But yeah. Be like,
3: "Hey, God damn it, do you have fucking do you have problems with your boner? Here's medicine." That's Go. why all that's,
0: right. that's why I appreciate the podcasts that get all their plugs out of the way in like the first 20 minutes. That way, I know to fast forward through the first twenty minutes of the show. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that they're 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 getting paid, you know. But I they 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 format their show in a way that I can figure out how not to listen to the plugs. I like that. I, I'm I sorry. I
3: don't need that. to hear Eric Bischoff talking about banging his wife. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's good on him. I'm glad you know he's getting some, but. I... Fuck! I don't want to hear it.
1: about him banging DDP's wife.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he did that. Yes, he did. But who uh, hadn't? No. <laughs> it's like. They probably You want, want
1: that push? You gotta let me push <laughs> my cock into your wife. <laughs> bang! Bang! And
0: DDP. And DDP was like, okay. <laughs> He didn't fight that one. So we're going to talk about our 10 personal favorite heel turns. My list is actually in no particular order. Mine Um, is neither. But I figure we'll let uh, Kyle go first. Okay. This time around.
3: (coughs) All right.
0: So your number 10.
3: Number 10. This is going to be a weird one uh i'm gonna go with well and the sad part about it is they kind of had to scrap him but johnny gargano turning on Tommaso champa it was
0: th- yes it was a very well told story like it's one of the better told stories of the past probably 10 years in wrestling their whole story <laughs> but like you their said they, they had to they had to scrap but the it the
3: fact is that Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that's okay, go ahead. Okay. No, I was just saying, the fact is that, like, Tommaso Ciampa looks like, oh, I'm going to fucking throw you, and then he's like, nah. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes Johnny Gargano. And it was a great moment, because it, like, they kind of played on, like, oh, is Tommaso Ciampa going to do it again? And he's like, nah. And then all of a sudden, here comes Johnny Gargano, and you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought that. Well, and those two guys are, you know, I mean, I know Gargano turning heel is what we're talking about, but the the Tommaso Ciampa is probably one of the best best heels in wrestling today.
3: Um, Well, yeah, he's he's Triple H (laughs) light. He does. He looks like. Yeah, he looks like.
0: He looks like little little H. You know. Yeah, they had little Nate. And uh, now Tommaso is little H. But...
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Aaron, what's your first one on your list?
1: Oh, we're going back and forth? Yes. Okay. Um, mine aren't in any particular order, but we will go... Um, Paul Berger in 1996. Motherfucker.
0: That was also what? on my list. Yep. If you were a wrestling fan back then, like... Uh, there was uh, during the during the nineties. There was almost no pair in wrestling like Paul Bear and the Undertaker. You know, it was peas and carrots, as Forrest Gump would say. And the act was great. And at first, or I remember
1: peas and and buffalo wings, <laughs> <laughs> pe- pe-
0: peas and biscuits.
1: <laughs> uh, Paul Bear wasn't eating a lot of
3: carrots. <laughs> Carrot cake. <laughs> But yeah, Did the... you ever? I'm sorry to I'm sorry to get away from this, but did you ever see that uh, street shooting with him and Jim Cornette? Yes, it's it's good. where, time. He's, fucking, where he's like, he's like it never fucking failed. I don't know if it was Taker or who, but every time I would sit down, they put a fucking piece of chocolate cake in front of me. Here comes Vince McMahon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and I'm gonna preface this like I didn't put mine in any order, mm-hmm. and yeah. they might not be like great to other people. But it's ones that, and it's it's 90% of mine, or not even 90%, like 100% of mine are from, like, when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or not even really a kid, like, when I started understanding wrestling. There's right. one from when I was, like, small. But, like, when I really started liking wrestling. And, and so I don't have, like, like, Larry Zabisco on Bruno San Martino, which is cool, you know? And you go back and watch it. These are ones that like hooked me. Like I didn't see this coming. Yeah,
0: and you know like I mean? yes, and like I said at the time, I, I that's why bearer and Undertaker was on Bear, Paul Bearer turning on Undertaker was on my list because you Paul Bearer and Undertaker. That was about you know other than having maybe brothers, that act those two felt about as close as two guys in wrestling could be. Yeah, and Paul Bearer turning his back on the Undertaker, literally turning his back on the Undertaker. That's and it was very well done too. The whole the whole angle was well done. That's, and yes. yeah.
3: it was so well done that they continued to do it over the next twenty fucking years.
0: <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree on on Paul Bear and the Undertaker, or the Paul Bearer turning on the Undertaker, is definitely oh, it's so
3: good. One of the ten best. It's so, ever. Good. It's so good when he fucking. Puts down, puts his hand out, and fucking Taker just or Bear just like turns his back.
0: It also has one of those moments in wrestling that's real, like when Paul Bear falls. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but still, and then if you watch if you watch Summer of Slam '99 during the Boiler Room Brawl, they have like those TVs that we used to have in school yeah. that were ratchet strapped yeah. to a little, the
0: fucking a little, on the little carts. carts.
3: Around the ring, and that's what they watched. The fans watched it on. Like, what
0: (laughs) can't believe it now? Today, you know, you got your big jumbotron. It's funny to look back and see that, but yeah, definitely Paul Bear turning on Undertaker, one of the better heel turns of all time. Anything else on that, guys? Nope. All right, so go ahead and mark that off my list. Like I said, these are in no particular order, so I'll start with a biggie. That is the heel turn of Vince McMahon.
3: Which time?
0: (laughs) The first one. Oh, okay. The organic heel turn of Vince McMahon. You know, you start with the screw job, and that kind of got the attention on him being the promoter, and et cetera, et cetera. But just the little things, like the him trying to keep austin to 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 be more corporate or um you know when austin was injured even before the the uh the screw job when austin was injured and vince you know they did the whole we're trying to do what's best for you and and just vince vince it was all it was almost like the stone cold steve austin character turned the vince mcmahon character heel, you know and then vince vince realized you know what i'm a powerful motherfucker and yeah, I, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was really good. And there's just the subtle things, just like as he gradually turned heel and you build toward that, you know, the one hand tied behind my back. Raw, um, Vince's heel turn, I think, is, and I mean,
1: you can't deny its impact. So,
2: oh,
1: and and I almost put it on my list, but. I didn't want to, because for one, I knew one of you guys would, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't like to have like a lot of, oh, well, I got to cross that off my list, but it's, it's super impactful and it changed, it changed professional wrestling. Absolutely. And, and not to, not to jump ahead and I didn't put it on my list either, but I mean, it's, it's the same as like an Eric Bischoff, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I'll say this, well, I shouldn't say this, but do you think there would have been as much of a Vince turn if there wouldn't have been the Eric Bischoff turn? Because Eric did it first. Right. You Mm, know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Well, I think that, I mean, maybe because... Because of because of Montreal. There was no way that Vince was gonna be able to present himself as a babyface announcer anymore after Montreal. And whether Bischoff turned heel or not, Montreal was probably gonna happen.
1: Well I know I'm s sa- I am i am saying that, but like
3: the, I think it the, would've
1: the influence was there. You know, I'm not yeah. saying like WWF was just like, oh well Eric turned heel, so we're gonna turn Vince heel. Right. But they're they're I don't know if the Vince heel turn would have happened if they wouldn't have been against the wall. Right. No,
0: I agree with you on Maybe. that. That's yeah, that's Like,
1: like if if the W W F would have been out in the front, just winning, kicking ass, taking names, and the Brett thing would have still happened. It was gonna happen. You know what I mean? Mhm. Vince just would have went away. And you you
0: also um to that point. The, the. I, I agree with you on that. I think that, and I, the heel authority figure definitely started with Eric Bischoff, and maybe seeing that WCW was able to do it, let, let WWE. What do I want to say? Well, okay, that can work. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. But I think the the problem is maybe they were inspired by it, by it, but like Eric Bischoff tried to be like the cool heel. Well, no, I'm not. I mean, sa- I'm not even saying no, the not, same thing. No, I'm saying
1: I'm that if, saying Vince, it, like, if Vince, went against <laughs> Vince against the wall, and let's see what go, let's see what throw like.
3: Yeah, it was awesome awesome. Austin, Austin would have gotten over no matter what. It was a it
0: was it was a, it was a set of circumstances. One of the other reasons that that I think Vince got turned was if you look at the WWF at the time, they didn't have a lot of great heels. Yeah. To feud with Austin, you know, like their 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 heel roster wasn't very deep, you know. So yeah, yeah, that definitely. I mean, it was it was definitely a a a set of circumstances that had to set up for it to happen. But, uh, boy, oh, boy, when it did. <laughs> and the only thing I'll say that is negative that came out of Vince Turning Heel is the fact that since then, for the past 20 years, we've had to put up with heel authority figures. Yeah. You know, it was a cool story at the time, but it was a cool story for, like, I don't know, five years. And then I wish they would have went back to some kind of a Jack Tunney kind of character, just a, you know, a, a president that comes on screen when something needs to be taken care of yeah or what have you all right anything else number nine mr mcmahon kick you down in the dirt go ahead kyle
3: all right this is one of my personal favorites it is the undertaker turning heel on jim ross
1: that, I
0: gotta I, take
3: that off my list. That was 2001.
0: I didn't have that on my list, but that's a good pull. That's a good fucking segment, and a yeah, that was oh goddamn. That was really, really, really good. Like every, it's what it You're right. It's like perfect. The the two of them, the way they played their roles in the segment. I love Jim Ross's face. Like,
3: oh fuck. <laughs> I just love them when he comes out. He's like, "You gonna kiss his ass?" Jim Ross's like, "Hell no." He's like, "What makes you better than me?"
0: Yeah, it's a fantastic <laughs> segment. And it also ends with Vince McMahon with his pants around his ankles uh-huh. with a cowboy hat on.
1: <laughs> and like Jim Ross looked like he was like
3: half ass shocked. Mhm. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good.
0: <sighs> they yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic segment. And the best thing about that one, the best thing about that one is it's it's what what we love about pro wrestling. You didn't see that one coming at all. No, like completely. Like, oh, you know, yeah. you know some heel turns, of course, you drop hints, you know, like look at like say Orndorff turning on Hogan. All right? It was a cool story. It was a great angle, but they built up to to that, so it wasn't nece- it wasn't necessarily a shock when he turned on Hogan, but with Undertaker turning on Jim Ross, that was just like it, it just completely came out of the blue and it was cool as hell. Yeah, yeah
3: like 1999. Huh? Oh, go ahead, Aaron. What'd you say, Kyle? I said it's, it's like 1999 with Vince Russo, yeah. and you can see the fucking swerves coming a mile away.
1: <laughs> but my favorite part about it was Vince. Yeah, because Vince
0: didn't expect it either.
1: Yeah, like yeah. Vince didn't know that shit was gonna happen, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make Jim Ross kiss my ass," and then Jim Ross wasn't <laughs> gonna do it, and then all of a sudden the Undertaker shows up and goes, "Does that think Do you think? Does that? Um, like, you know, does the? Is it because you're better than me?" and then hits him or whatever, and Vince is like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh <laughs> it's about to happen," you know?
3: <laughs> yep. Because that's the way it's great about Vince is like as a heel, everything that he... Like, anytime he ever won, he locked himself into it. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's Maybe. another... And, the, and like like Regal said, another great thing about Vince's heel character is he always got his comeuppance. Yep.
1: You
3: know. Yep.
1: And, and Vince had the best facials.
3: He pissed himself in the middle of the ring. <laughs> I'm fucking right there. because says it all.
0: So, Aaron, who's next on your... What's next on your list?
1: Um... Owen Hart from
0: 1994. Another great one. The kicked your leg out of your leg, Owen Hart. Yes. You know what's funny is that's another one that in that time, you know, like you were saying about your childhood or or your formidable years as a wrestling fan. It is
1: honestly probably one of the top five stories ever told in wrestling. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. The Hart Brothers feud, like – I'm sure there's modern wrestling fans now that don't understand how cool that was. You know, they don't, but that was, that was just, and it's the bet to me, it's the best ever. And I think it was just because of the two guys and, and the way they played their roles, but it was the most believable best ever, like family feud in wrestling ever. Like, you know, cause I, I didn't really care about the Steiner brothers feuding. You know, like it just, I don't know. And I don't know if it's just because I had more of a connection to the characters of Brett and Owen Hart than I did the Steiner brothers or what, but any other time like, or, or Harlem heat, you know, I didn't, I didn't get emotionally invested in that feud. Well,
3: but, because but, I think that when it comes down to it, like Rick and Scott and, and Harlem heat and everything, it's like, there was one that was clearly better than the other. There was one that was clearly the star, and the other one was kind of like the background. Right. And with Brett and, Brett and Owen, it's like, no, they were both fucking shining stars. Mm-hmm. Well, uh,
1: the thing is, like, if you want to compare it to, like, Booker T and Stevie Ray and Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner... Those turns happened in a time where turns were happening every single fucking week right Owen and Brett was like at a time when shit like that didn't happen all the time mm-hmm. yeah you know? and and at the at that time the w w f didn't like you know. they had storylines and they had angles and they had wrestling and everything like that. But WWF didn't really bring in like real life situations to it. You well,
3: know, a, Bruce Pritchard talked about the men's didn't think that nobody wants to see brothers fight.
1: So I'm saying like they, that was, that was the first, like it wasn't a shoot, but the first time it made it feel like something was a shoot.
0: It was very, yeah, know? it was very real.
1: Like, 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 they're folks. Like, Stu oh. and Helen were never like, that Owen, he's a lousy piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because parents wouldn't be like that. Like, like Stu and Helen were just like, I, I just wish they'd stop fighting. Right. And, and I love both of them. We love both of them. And they both have their good qualities and shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And the. The and other... Then he put Jimmy in there, not Jimmy, but Jim, you know Jim Neidhart in there.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: like that was cool. Like like it
0: like, was.
1: It was almost they got a lot of mileage out of it. Yeah, it was. It, and IECW was a very lesser than WWE for WWF, but it was like basically kind of like the Raven Tommy Dreamer feud of the WWF, you know shit would like spur off of it. Uh uh-huh. and and like I don't know, it just was real it, it was in my opinion, it was it was one of it's one of my top five favorite feuds of all time. And the other and it was a full heel turn.
0: The other thing about it is I, I one thing that I love about Owen's heel character is from when he turned on Brett in January of ninety four until they reunited in April of ninety seven no matter what he was doing or who he was feuding with, Owen was always – that Owen character was always still obsessed with his brother. Yeah. You know, like he'd, he'd be in an Intercontinental Championship match or a WWF Championship match. He'd be like, I'm going to be a champion just like you, Brett. I'm going to be a better champion than you, Brett, even though he wasn't even feuding with Brett anymore. You know, he's still – the never deli- worked. Yeah. It never worked. He's, he's He's still hung up on his brother, you know?
1: Like, like, he kicked his leg out of his leg, but the guy still won the Royal Rumble. (laughs) You know? And then he beat him at WrestleMania 10 in the opening match, but by the end of the night, like, Randy Savage and Lex Luger were still holding him up on on their shoulders, and he was the (laughs) champion. Jesus Christ.
0: Lousy stinking. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, Brett... Owen Hart turning heel and his brother Brett. Great stuff. The next on my list is um, also one of the best stories WWF has ever told. And it's Randy Savage's 89 heel turn on Hulk Hogan.
1: I have to take that off my list
0: the you talk about real like that that's that's in the cartoon era of the WWF that angle on that main event with Randy Liz and Hogan like in that in that doctor's room is one of the most realistic things that happened in that cartoon era like that is intense like if you if you just watch that scene that is an intense scene like that's probably probably almost the least hokiest thing Hulk Hogan ever did if that makes yeah. sense
1: and um, i i don't know I'm that still... go ahead oh well, yeah like that's the the least hokiest thing he yeah i'll, I'll agree with that
0: i mean the other than other than part. once he was a heel you know but i'm saying like the the real american hulk hogan that guy that that's that turn and that feud. I mean, that's my favorite Hulk Hogan feud.
1: Probably the realest thing he did after that was that video with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. That was <laughs> that was pretty real.
0: <laughs> that's pretty real.
3: Yeah.
0: Be yeah, any other com- any other comments on the Randy Savage heel turn?
3: Well, you know you know what's fucked up? What's that? Is the fact that like when we were kids like, it was like, oh, how dare Macho Man turn on Hulk Hogan? Like, fuck Macho Man. I can't believe, you know. Hogan, you older, Hogan stuck his
1: stuck his thumb in her butt on, like, that Saturday Night <laughs> Man event. Yeah,
3: that's the thing. And as you get older, even with Vince McMahon, like, when you're kids, like, fuck Vince McMahon. As you get older, you're like, you know, he has some fucking points. Well, Hulk like. Hogan, no, babyface
0: 80s Hulk Hogan is totally a heel. Yeah. Like it's he's like, got he's got he's the like pre I'm he's got the he's got the pre he's obviously got the president of the company in his back pocket.
1: He had a crooked referee at WrestleMania three. He
0: does whatever the fuck he wants to do. No, he's like if you go back and watch it now, you totally root for the heels. Like
1: <laughs> I'm saying that crooked ass WrestleMania referee. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Joey like... Morella counted a three and he was like, nope. <laughs> he
3: didn't fucking count He didn't fucking win. We've had this conversation before, but like Vince isn't the heel in that situation. He's like, God damn it, this is my company. I got this guy. Just trying to run a business. Yeah. <laughs> this guy fucked cursing and drinking beer and. Damn it. Like. <laughs> I
1: saw this, my... Like, if I just walked into my boss's office with like a fucking wheelbarrow full of shit, <laughs> just dumped it in the middle of it. <laughs> And gave him the big finger.
3: He'd be arrested
1: and fired.
3: <laughs> Just walk up to your boss and try to give him the stunner. See what happens. <laughs>
0: Flip him the bird. Give him the ball slap. <laughs> I,
3: guarantee, fuck, I guarantee he'll sell it about as, as good as fucking Vince did.
1: <laughs> like, you and your people need to get this truck unloaded by four o'clock. What?
0: You kiss no. my, you kiss my ass. My
1: goddamn ass, <laughs> stupid some bitch. That's
0: a nice new car you got in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Bit to someone built it with cement. <laughs> All right, who's Kyle. Next? Oh, go ahead. I
1: was just who's next?
0: Kyle, who's next on your list?
3: All right. <sighs> So he's had a lot of heel turns, but I think my personal favorite, I know you guys probably have the whole Marty Jannetty thing, but my personal favorite is Sean heel turn is when he turned heel at uh, SummerSlam 97.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's one of the greatest finishes ever.
3: Oh, my
1: God. That's a good heel turn because it's happenstance. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, he wasn't intending on turning. Him. No,
0: and because the, then like the next night he's like, I try to go out there and do my job, and everybody's blaming me, yeah. putting the heat on me. But yeah, definitely like, like, I, like that. That again, that finish is one of the coolest finishes ever. And he
3: he hits Taker with the fucking chair, realizes it. Brett fucking covers him, and he goes one, two, and he fucking looks up at Brett in the eyes, and is like, "Fuck,
0: fuck, three, three, yes." It's, um, it's probably, like I said, like, I can't, I cannot stress enough. If any of you, if any of our listeners are younger or what have you and have not watched SummerSlam 1997, I'm sure you all know, you know, whether you're, whether you're an old wrestling fan, a new wrestling fan, whatever, WWE has told the story enough about Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, so you know about the heat between those guys. And just knowing all that go back and watch the main event of SummerSlam 97 it's uh Undertaker and Sh- and Bret Hart with Shawn Michaels as the guest referee and the finish is a work of art and like like we were alluding to here everything after the match the the following raws and stuff is just i mean Shawn Michaels heel turn there is is classic uh
3: what is- like i said that is Pat Patterson at his best. Yes,
0: absolutely. Guy. Absolutely.
3: Oh my God! And I mean, like I said, there's a lot of fun shit on that show. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun stuff.
0: And that 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 segment right there, and that heel turn for Shawn Michaels right there, is what lays the groundwork for the beginnings of Degeneration X. So mm-hmm. another another impactful heel turn, like we were talking about Vince's and Owens and. And what have you having a having a a ripple effect on the other
3: storylines and such. Well, and what's fucked up is that like when you go back and I don't know if you know you remember things differently, you remember things in a different way. But like if you go back and watch, like Degeneration X, like the original version wasn't around for a whole long time. Right.
0: Yeah. No, I it mean, wasn't. It, We're talking probably what September of of 97 to WrestleMania 14 which was March of 98
3: Yeah cuz yeah. what he they 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 pretty much start the whole degeneration thing after uh Bad Blood mm mm-hmm. Mhm So about October like where it's actually like this where is DX Right yeah they, I mean
0: they 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 started they started being kind of sort of a team in September but yeah, the actual name DX didn't come around till you're right after No Mercy.
3: But the the music
0: didn't come nothing. I mean, Bad Blood. I knew it. you know what I meant.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which so. is just to go back and look at that. You know, it's like
0: brief periods of time that make such an impact on the future. All right, Aaron.
1: Well, uh, since Kyle kind of touched on it with saying that. You know, he picked the 97 one. I'm going to go with Shawn Michaels in 91.
0: I also have that one on my list. Michael's turning on Marty Janetti,
3: And that's why I kind of didn't put it on there because I was like, dude, you guys are going to put it on there. The, um, the, the, that
0: that one was, that one was another one of those ones they foreshadowed. You know, they told, they told the story for a while, but I mean, is it or is it? Is not one of Bobby Heenan's also Bobby Heenan's greatest. Oh moments. yeah, it's
1: funny as hell. <laughs> one's not one's not great without the other months, and they're they they can not they can Oh, I knew he was. I knew do he was gonna that. do that. I knew, that. I knew it. it. I knew it. <laughs>
2: but,
1: and, and I know it's a foreshadowing thing, but it was a cool story. Oh like, yes,
0: absolutely.
1: Like when they had that deal where they had that miscommunication with the nasty boys,
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: and Sean got kicked. And all that other it's it, it was good shit. And I think honestly, it could have been like I think that if Marty would have had his head on straight and not fucked up as much as he did, that it would be the equivalent of like when we talk about like the Midnight Express versus the Rock and Roll Express and Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, that... like those they could have got two fucking years out of that.
3: Uh-huh. Well, if you go back and watch Raw, when uh, when Marty shows up to challenge Sean for the title, when he comes out of the crowd, like, the people are fucking crazy for him.
2: Mm-hmm. It's just
3: unfortunately, yeah, it's like...
0: With his hoodie.
3: For whatever reason, <laughs> they put up with Sean being, Sean being a pilled-out fucking lunatic, but not fucking Marty.
0: But yeah, they, they, you're right. That, that, it was totally over. People wanted to see it. They could have had, they had some great matches when they had the opportunity to, but, um, I mean, it is what it is as far as Genetti goes. But the heel turn was yeah. great. And it was also another, like, just like Savage and Hogan, you know, it, it I think that, that some of those heel turns in the, in the, Eighties and early nineties WWF have impact because a lot of times they would again do things they didn't normally do in the cartoony, you know that that at that time in that company, Marty Janetti going through that plate glass window was ultra violent. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't something you were used to.
1: And and even like you know we were talking about like oh I told you one without the other wouldn't work monsoon and mm-hmm. oh I knew he was gonna do that, but. Like, at the moment of him going through the window, even Bobby was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, Bobby didn't make fun of him going through the window. Right. You know what I mean? hmm Like, Bobby wasn't like, ha ah, he just shattered their friendship, Monsoon. <laughs> <laughs> he should have. Like, he was, <laughs> I mean, that would have been funny. But even, even Bobby was like, oh, my God. Yeah, Jesus. he's, like, whoa.
0: Yeah, it was a good, he put it over great.
1: Yeah.
0: Anything else on that, guys? Nope. All right. The next one on my list is... Wait. Oh, go can ahead.
3: I, can I guess? Go ahead. Hmm.
0: You know, how did you get my number one? No, that wouldn't even be in my top 25. <laughs> but uh, on the... Opposite end of the spectrum of Brutus Beefcake turning on Hulk Hogan. What about Terry Funk turning heel against Ric Flair? Uh 1989. That is...
1: What what do you mean I'm not a contender? Yeah.
0: I was just... I was was just kidding. I was just kidding about going ahead and challenging you for the world title.
1: I was just joshing you or whatever he says.
0: It is... A perfect professional wrestling segment. perfect. And the table was supposed to break, <laughs> but the fact that the fact that it didn't made it even more impactful. And Terry does a, a great job of being oh shucks, I'm old Terry Funk and just turning into a fucking psycho through through like a five or six minute period, you know.
3: I just thought I it was like, it was perfect. I mean, it's. I mean, you know, to me, I think and, a a testament to a heel's you know, credibility is the fact of who they're able to fucking get over and make a baby face. It's and also the fact that Harry Funk and it, here, here, was able to take Ric Flair and make him a fucking. I was face.
0: I was about to say that. Like, how how do you know you're the perfect heel? when you can turn a heel face by, by beating, you know what I mean? Like that's It's also
1: the fact that like, you know, you were talking about how like Vince McMahon wasn't the heel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like Terry Funk was just like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'd like, I'd like to challenge you for the belt. And he was pretty well, much, what have, you, what, have, what have you done? Terry? What, yeah. What have you done lately, Terry? What, 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 what do you mean? I was the NWA champion like two times and I've been doing this and I, and I... And I I have this like legacy of like I, I was a trailblazer like, like you know what I mean like in his mind mm-hmm. you like flares the bad guy
0: yeah and what did Michael Hayes say like, about a heel <laughs> yeah
1: in their mind they're right mm-hmm. and and. If you look at the logic of it, Harry Funk would be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> you know, I was doing this shit way before him.
3: Fucking yeah, prima madonna about too. What's, what's funny and interesting about it is... It's
1: so like your dad was just some fucking proctologist from Minnesota. My dad was the goddamn Dory Funk Sr., you piece of shit. You know, it's like, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, think about it. With the heel it's like... Like the heels are like, fuck you people, like... I'm not here to fucking impress you. I'm here to fucking win titles and make money.
0: Absolutely. And Terry did that to perfection in this angle. So, oh, yeah, he did. Kyle was next yes,
2: on your
3: list. Sir. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Edge turning hand. Edge. Edge. Okay. Edge-train Get out of the, head, the trunk. Head. I like, can't hear you. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. Maybe I lost you guys, or I got stuck back into a time vortex, or what. But so we're talking
0: yeah, t- We're we're t- are we talking about? Um, so we're talking about with the Shawn Michaels that that whole that whole period of time.
3: Yeah, it was basically it was. Like the whole Lita thing and Edge turning from this smiley baby face into the most fucking hated person.
1: He was, um... So when he cock-holed Hardy, that's what you're
0: talking about. No, No, you sound like you're in a camping tent.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. Can you
3: hear me?
1: Oh, we can hear
2: you. <laughs> anyway.
3: oh, this is going off the rails. Hey, there you uh, are. Whatever you're
1: doing right now, keep doing it.
3: Okay. Uh, no, just think about it. At the time, you know, heels were cool. And people cheered heel- heels and here comes Edge and he is a legitimate fucking heel in a time when it's like the modern era where people are like, "Oh, we get it." Yeah, he You know what's going on. He that de- one's fixed.
0: He definitely personified um like just a a total piece of shit. Like he was a great heel in that era. Like you said, coming off the cool heel era and everybody wants to be a cool heel. Edge was not afraid to be the piece of shit, you know? And I think another thing that he, and it did, it wasn't the same, it wasn't the same as The Rock, but another thing that made him a good heel or, or made his heel turn effective was the fact that before that, WWE was, their intention was to push him as a smiley baby face and people weren't having it. Mm. You know, the only reason
1: I couldn't boo him is because he did something I want to do.
0: Lita. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I totally see that. And he's definitely one of the top heels of you know the m I guess it's not the modern era of wrestling anymore, but of definitely from two thousand to two thousand and ten. He's not he's one of the top, if not the top heel. So
3: I think he was he is the beginning of what heels are now to us. Mm-hmm. Because it's not so much to be a heel where you're just like, hey, I'm a bad guy and I attack the good guys. Because their fans are like, all right, we like that. I mean, fuck, look at Becky Lynch. hmm Yeah. Her full fucking face turn turned because of a fucking heel turn. But it's people like Kevin Owens and, and Chris Jericho and Edge where it's like they have have found how to be a different type of heel that defines what a heel is now. Right.
0: Absolutely. He definitely was a trailblazer for that, and unfortunately, nowadays, even if one of those heels does get over, the WWE just shits on it. You know, Kevin Owens <laughs> wasn't even on WrestleMania, but whatever. I won't get off. On, I'm not going to get off on a tirade about the modern product. Um, Aaron, what's next on your list? Um,
1: 1995, Cactus Jack,
0: ECW. Oh. Yep, it's the best shit ECW ever did. I've said said that on record a million times. Cactus Jack, turning heel. That guy
1: didn't turn heel on a a wrestler. That guy turned heel heel
0: on a a company. Yes. (laughs) And cut some of the greatest promos in wrestling history. Yep. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, I can't. Putting
3: on. Sorry. No, go ahead. Putting on a fucking arrest hold in the middle of the ring.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: To fucking piss the fans off. God damn it, it's so good.
0: I can't say much more about it that I haven't already said before, but yeah, I absolutely agree with that. One of the great... And
3: we
1: don't need to talk about it a lot. We'll move on from it, but it, and I know I say a lot of times that I think Mick Foley's his biggest fan, which he is. Mm -hmm. But that that man looked... Out into a crowd, and saw one sign that said Kane Dewey," <laughs> and turned it into a complete angle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Yes. Like people, people can say what like Paul Heyman facilitated it and and built upon what Mick did, but Mick was sitting in probably a headlock. Or hit somebody with something, and just saw a sign that said Kane Dewey, and was like, you know what? Fuck these people. Fuck these people. <laughs> exactly. Like it, it, it's actually kind of the most. It might be the most real heel turn ever. Because I, I like he didn't he didn't turn heel on the people, but that might have been in his mind the moment where he was like, you know what? Fuck these people. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go make some money now.
3: I love the fact that he, he comes out with the Eric Bischoff's fucking airbrushed shirts. Yeah, the Dungeon Tom of Doom
1: Dreamer. shirt's my favorite.
3: But telling tell Tommy Dreamer, it's too late for me. But Eric, Eric will take you. WCW will take you.
0: It's so good. It was so good, Uncle Eric. What's it? Uncle Eric.
1: Because I'm just thinking now we're getting into like the three and four we'll probably zoom through it, zoom through it quick. So what's yours, Nate?
0: The next one on my list is also a Mick Foley deal, and it is
1: Dude Love. Mm. He'll Dude Love was fucking phenomenal.
0: Dude Love turning on Austin in the during the uh, during the. McMahon Austin, you know, one arm tied behind my back match on Raw and the subsequent storyline with Vince and Dude and Steve produced some great matches and was a fantastic angle. And it was another one of those ones you didn't see it coming.
1: I liked the heel, um, Love Shack promos and stuff too. Yes. Because they were so, how do I, don't, I don't want to say it? Like, not, like, of a yard, but, like, they were weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, oh, love and murder, like, peace and love, baby, and I'm gonna... Like, and then Vince is out there, like, let the blood drip down on me, and all that shit there. Mm-hmm. That was fucking cool shit. Yeah. You and know, and Vince McMahon dancing with
0: dude love and the dudettes, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah, just...
1: JR's like, I oh, want to see you think of Dick Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
3: I'm sorry, this is kind of a diatribe. And this, but Them dudettes had nice tits. Is that what you're going to talk about? They <laughs> no, ditch. no, no. I was going to talk about Over the Edge 1998 when fucking Dude Love comes out and he's wearing a fucking blue blazer. He's got brand new teeth.
0: Mm-hmm. His, hair's, his hair is parted. Perfect.
3: <laughs> and it's perfect because they do something that a lot of people don't do today where fucking Austin picks up the fucking fake dentures. <laughs> and he fucking destroys them and it, that was that thing of like playing to the person in the the back row.
0: Yep. Absolutely. The whole thing from beginning to end I think was great. And it even again, another ripple effect, you know, it it even evolved into, you know, you go all the way to Survivor Series 98 and Royal Rumble 99, the feud with The Rock and 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 mankind, it turns back into a mankind babyface turn. But you had to do that, dude. Love Vince McMahon alliance for any of that to ever happen. So, I think good stuff. Kyle. All right. Jericho
3: turns heel on Shawn Michaels. Hmm.
0: That was next on my list.
3: God damn, is such great fucking heel turn.
0: That was that was a great heel turn. It was it it was slow. It was subtle. Um. It was perfect. And that, you know, I mean, to me, one of the better, one of the better angles in wrestling history, one of the better things that happened in wrestling history, Aaron and I were actually there for it, was SummerSlam 08 with, with Michael saying that he's, he's, he's not going to wrestle anymore. And then Jericho comes out and says, no, 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 I, you need to tell everyone that I retired you. You're and not retired. You're his not.
3: Wife in the face. Yes.
0: You're not retiring because you want to. You're not retiring because your doctors told you to. You're retiring because I retired you. And then he punched his wife in the face for real. <laughs> but.
3: And then, he, and then he takes the fucking spirit of Noc- Nick Bockwinkle and becomes one of the fucking greatest heels in the last fucking 20 years. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, um, suit Suit wearing quiet Chris Jericho is my favorite Chris Jericho. By far. And
3: it's just perfect. I mean,
0: it's just, that's fucking Jericho for you. Absolutely. Anything else on that one, guys? Nope. Aaron? Huh. Next on your list?
1: Um. Andre the Giant in 1987.
0: I didn't put that on my list because I figured one of you would. Um I actually yeah. I actually took that one off and put Dude Love on there because of that. But yeah, the that one's cool because like the build to the turn, you know, with the secret Jack Tunney meeting. And then you know, Bobby Heenan the, pretty much pretty much Andre the Giant literally was tempted by the devil. <laughs> you know, he he aligned himself with his worst enemy.
1: Yeah, but I also, like, I know it's fake, and he aligned himself with his worst enemy, but I almost, like, if it was real, like, if you thought about it being real, I like to think about, like, Andre the Giant, like, sitting in the locker room, (laughs) like, seeing this guy, like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 like, why the fuck is this guy getting all this God damn opportunity Mm -hmm. that should have been given to me. Yep. Like, oh, oh, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan like like Iron Sheik's the champion now. He just beat Bob Backlund. And I would think that Andre the Giant would be like, You know what? (laughs) I'm probably gonna be able to fight him for the belt. (laughs) And then all of a sudden they're like, No, it's gonna be it's gonna be this Hulk Hogan guy. This brand new guy. Yeah, where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> you know?
0: Like, I, I beat him at what? Shea Stadium three years yeah. ago.
1: Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> and and he's just like, you know, sitting there looking at this guy for like two years. And for like two years there's this little blonde guy that's sitting behind him being like, you know what? Who's this motherfucker over here? <laughs> you know? Like I like like I think about it like Bobby like like needling him. Right, from like Wrestlemania 1 going hey shouldn't that be you Andre shouldn't that be you mm-hmm. you body slam John Studd yeah you body slam John Studd you took all my money but he's still getting all the opportunities and Andre's just like by like 87 he's like oh, there's more. <laughs> you know what I mean Yep. it's, it's such a great fucking story
3: and I love the fact that Bobby's like Andre you're good but like I could fucking I don't think you're missing. Like, look what look at all this this fan love has gotten. I can take you to the top.
0: And that's exactly like I said, exactly. It was like the the devil, you know, the devil tempting Andre over to the other side. And most definitely. I mean, and you talk about an impactful heel turn. Um, ninety three thousand in the Silver Dome ain't nothing to shake a fucking stick at. (laughs) Nope. So
1: it was either ninety three or
3: seventy two. Yeah, Fuck Dave Meltzer. Yeah, if it was uh,
0: if it was in the Tokyo Dome, it would have been two hundred and fifty thousand.
3: No, you know what? I'm sorry, but I I fucking WrestleMania Sunday. uh, Aaron told me something that pissed me the fuck off. Apparently, Dave was was
1: dead. Huh? That Smith Hart was dead? Oh, that was Nate. He didn't know that Smith Hart was dead. No, the fact
3: that fucking Dave Meltzer shit-talked Lemmy from Motorhead. (laughs) Now, I'm a music guy, and that... Fuck Dave Meltzer. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) Lemmy is goddamn 70 years old at WrestleMania fucking 17. Probably drunk on fucking Jack Daniels. Well,
0: and not to mention, like I said, uh, Meltzer was like... He didn't know the lyrics to his own song and it was like, well, he wrote the fucking lyrics, so I think he can change them anytime he wants, Dave. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then he said he, he he didn't even know the lyrics to his own song. He that wasn't even his own song. Jim Johnston probably wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> but, Have you heard but that Jim Johnston couldn't it's... go out there and be like like at, at Re- what was what Wrestlemania was that? 17. Like Jim Johnston yeah. was not going to go out there and be like <laughs> I, excuse me everyone behold the king <laughs> the, the the king of kings on your knees Da-da. dunk
0: on your knees dunk
1: I am smart. Jim Johnston uh,
3: <laughs> I'm gonna beat your butt
1: <laughs> and Jim Jim Johnson. I'm gonna beat your butt
3: Yes. Yeah, Fucking Lemmy is like, we are motorhead. We're gonna kick your ass. <laughs> Suck my dick, bitch.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> but Jim Johnston has made the greatest music in wrestling history. He should be in the hall. So. But who's your who's your next guy, Nate?
0: I love the nineteen eighty eight. Barry Windham turn on Lex Luger to join the horseman.
1: I just about put that on my list. I watched that for like, like I'm watching NWA right now, but I watched um, that actually tonight. I sat in the bar and watched, there was like a 21 minute, like the guy condensed it all into 21 minutes and watched it. Mm-hmm. Like where they were fighting R and Tully.
0: Yes. Yep. And it, it turns out, you know, by the end, he leaves with the with the uh, Midnight Riders mask. Yeah, that's a fantastic heel turn. It is. Um, so yeah, that's that's that was the next one on my list. Um, I just thought that it was so well done, and and dur- it, That one is like it's got like this subliminal thing going on because if you watch it, and they never really talk about it a lot. But the way that I see that story go, too, is that J.J. Dillon had convinced Barry Wyndham to turn on Lex Luger, but he hadn't told Tully and Arn. Yeah. Because if you watch, like, J.J.'s like, see, I told you, Barry, I told you, Barry, he wouldn't be there for you. But then when he does turn on Lex, Arn has, like, this look of shock on his face. Yeah. And, I mean, there's just so many layers to it. It was just so good.
1: Like, it... (laughs) How, how, like, from a logic standpoint, like if you would look at it as, like, if wrestling was real,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like it would be like a J.J. was talking to Barry and saying, you should do this, you should do this, you should turn on him, you should turn on him. And if it was real, J.J. wouldn't tell Arn and Tully that he was doing it, because, say, Barry wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because then Arn and Tully would be like, why are you talking to the guy that was fighting that? Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, like you you don't think you're good enough for him? You. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it was fantastic.
0: All right, Kyle,
1: you're up. All
0: right. I've only got two left, and I'm sure we're all going to have the same ones, but we'll see. I
1: think I've got... Uh... I I have
3: one but He's about to eliminate one. Yeah, I got one left. Maybe not, but... I'm gonna go with the Rock-Turning heel. Survivor Series 98. That was not on my list. That was not on my list. I still have three left.
0: But it is a good one.
3: I love the fact that going through the entire fucking tournament, the Rock is the baby face. And the last fucking second when every everyone's thinks that the rock is like the new Steve Austin. Like he's like for the most part getting his biggest reaction is what Steve Austin's getting. For the fucking McMahon's and the rock to turn around and just be like, no, fuck you, you have no idea. Mm-hmm
0: well and and they did they did the little they did the cool shit leading up to it too, where they even got him embroiled, you know, in a feud with the McMahons, you know at the at the show before that they had McMahon said that if he couldn't beat Mark Henry, he was out of the tournament and blah blah blah, and just like you said, like the little things they did. and then if you go back now and watch that tournament. You know, when you were watching the tournament, all the stuff that got The Rock into the finals and set up the finals the way it was looked like happenstance. But then you go back and watch it, and it's really one of the best laid out. It's probably the best thing Vince Rousseau ever did.
3: Yeah, but I love the fact that you're right. It's like you go back and you're like, oh, he, he fucking outsmarted the McMahons. Right. Rock's my guy, and then it comes and it's like, "No, you're a fucking idiot." Because this, all this shit, was planned.
0: We outsmarted you, motherfucker. (laughs) Yep. Good pull on that one, Aaron. You're next.
1: Um, is Bret Hart in 1997?
3: That was next on my list. I didn't put it on mine because, as we've said before tonight, I knew that it was going to be on there.
1: And we've talked about it a lot So I don't know if we need to Go more into detail But Bretton 97 is A perfect movie.
0: Yes It um... goes
1: along the same lines of what I was saying with like the Terry Funk Thing where he, He's not wrong No <laughs>
0: No, he's, he, 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 he is right in, in his, in his perspective, especially he is right in everything he's saying. And, um, and again, it was it, it, the best, the best heel turns are when it's the biggest baby face making the turn, you know?
1: And the best thing I liked about Brett wasn't what he said, but when he would just look at the people. Like, he would just look at them, like... With hatred and smugness. Like, you people are trash. And he would just look at them, like... Like, when they would boo him, he was just like, you know what? You're fucking garbage. And... I, I, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but, like... Brett just, like, just the way he, like, the way he would look at people and his visuals and everything like that was just fantastic. He
3: had the look of fucking detest. Yeah. On his face, like. (sighs) And can I say what my last one is? Real quick. What I loved the most about it was the fact that, like, Brett was like, I'm glad you fucking people are booing me.
1: Yeah, it's because Brett was right, and he knew he was right. And... Yeah, he's
3: like, he's like, your fucking booze don't mean shit to me. Like, I'm glad I don't want your fucking cheers. I don't want. And and,
1: and like I said, the fact that the guy was right in everything that he said, even though it went against America or whatever, he was right that like the. American people turn their back on their old and they're sick and they don't have fucking health care and this, that and the other thing. And Canada's so much better. And in in the long run, what he was saying was accurate.
0: Yeah. And, and, and not to mention, we tell you talk about impact. Once again, we keep talking about impact of a heel turn, you know, look at what, look at what the heel, what the heel turn of Bret Hart did for the WWE because his feud with Steve Austin, I mean, not that Steve Austin's talent couldn't have gotten him or wouldn't have eventually gotten him to where he was, but Brett, his feud with Brett the Hitman Hart made the Stone Cold Steve Austin character what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fantastic stuff.
1: And not to streamline what we're doing here, but... I'll say what the next one was on my list, and I'm sure you guys will say, yeah, that was on mine, too, because it's probably all of our number one. Is that okay? Yes. And it's Hulk Hogan turning.
2: Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Yep. Six. Most definitely. Was that the last one on everybody's list, or does anybody have another one? No, that was the last one on mine.
3: Yep, that was number one.
1: Okay, because I only have one more. So, if you guys... Wanna talk about Hogan? We, we talk about Hogan. We we've covered it plenty. <laughs> okay. So you guys want my last one on my list? Go ahead. It happened in two thousand nine. Oh. And it's Vern Ganya. <laughs>
3: God damn it. I knew it. I knew this was coming.
0: He was a baby phase his whole life. And his then he killed life. a guy. Then he killed a guy.
1: He fucking killed a guy. <laughs> He strangled him and threw him through a table. <laughs> That's how
3: I want to go. You want to be strangled and thrown through a table? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Just think of the cool fucking story you get to tell. You don't get to tell anything because you're fucking dead. <laughs> the next plan of existence. be like, dude, they fucking Verne Ghania strangled me and threw me through a fucking <laughs> table. Like <laughs>
0: I had a terrible life, but boy, did I live life there at the end. I, I fucking finished
3: strong, man. <laughs>
1: Jesus.
3: He just was like, you took a hell of a bump. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Fucking this Man shows up well, I would offer you a contract, but you're dead. All like, Gun uh, okay, Ganya slammed
1: me through the table and then it was like, nah, 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 <laughs> nah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah, nah.
3: <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> the <laughs> and the table was on fire but not because Vern Gagne fucking lit it it was because Margaret knocked over her fucking candle
0: <laughs> and she she put her cigarette she put her cigarette down and Fuck. well there it is the greatest heel turns of all time and uh you know what Vern Gagne wouldn't you know who won the pony on that one So when we return, we'll hit the comedic side. We're going to have some some gimmicks. Aaron's got some more gimmicks for us. As unprofessional as I am, sometimes I do things old school. I don't use my phone to make a list. I'll actually write it down on paper. Like Like, you know... Yeah, usually I put them in no. my, just in my notepad on my phone but I actually wrote down some gimmicks on paper and I can't find the fucking paper so when I find the paper one day I'll bring up I may remember a couple of
3: them but you know I, I was like you with the fact of wanting to write down on paper uh, instead of on my phone but like I had a bad dream last night where like I fucking cut down a tree to make paper and someone ran up and like that was the last one <laughs> No,
0: and it's on Earth Day. Yeah. Well, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more of the We Can't Wrestle podcast after this.
3: That and, wasn't funny. And we, about Mother <laughs> Earth. <laughs> and
2: we will
0: be right back. Right, wrestling fans, welcome back to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And uh, just before we get into uh, our next segment here, just want to remind everyone, if you get a chance, uh, click on the link that we post on the, uh, on the, not only, by the way, the Facebook page, but our new We Can't Wrestle Facebook group. Uh, thank you to all those who have joined that group, and uh, thank you to those of you listening to the show and participating in the group conversations. I'm really enjoying that. Uh, but anyway...
3: And
1: lots of fun over there. uh, A lot of fun. There's the brother page to the We Can't Wrestle, and it's the Call It in the Ring. Call It in the Ring, yes. Join up with that one as well. I'm going to, I promise, I'm going to start posting more stuff on on there. And that just isn't wrestling. Like, anything that you think is funny or offensive, feel free to post. Yeah. You
0: got it. Uh, we want to remind you on that to click the links. There's no dick pics. I don't want dick pics. (laughs) Click the links on our We Can't Wrestle pages. Those are slick dick pics. Click the links on the uh We Can't Wrestle page for
1: giving to giving
0: (laughs) giving to Jerry Gray's GoFundMe. He's battling stage four cancer and anything you can give to help uh Help Jerry with food Um, Just general life Medical bills, stuff like that Goes a long way So anything you can give is greatly appreciated And uh, I have talked to Jerry about it And he does greatly appreciate your support And also um, Heroes and Legends of Wrestling 12 On April 20th In Fort Wayne, Indiana If you live in the area, come out to the show It's going to be a good wrestling show And also the uh, convention beforehand with such wrestling luminaries as Jerry the King Lawler, Arn Anderson, Glacier in full garb, and many more are going to be appearing on that show. Yeah, the Rock and Roll Express, Magnum TA.
3: Is RVD going to be there? Who is that? RVD?
0: No, RVD is not going to be there, but Jerry Lynn is. Oh,
3: yes. well, damn it, because it's 420. Uh uh-huh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: um, it's a drug thing. The day before um, is February nineteenth, so don't pass over your opportunity to come to the Saturday Heroes and Legends Convention. Also, oh, because Easter's the twenty-first, but do <laughs> guys. Pass, real quick,
3: just so I right no plans for that. <laughs> I liked it. I oh, liked it. Oh. It was good. You both. It was good. You're I was into gonna, our oh, gimmicks. No, hang on. Hang on. I was going to say that because uh, this will probably come out tomorrow. Monday, guys, is text day. So if you don't want Earl and our shyster showing up at your house. One of my
0: favorite lines yeah. in wrestling history. Every tax cheat, in Providence, Rhode Island, showed up here to the Royal Rumble tonight.
1: <laughs> uh, can I can I apologize for something? What's that? Did you fart? That Passover joke. I'm uh, sorry. It's it's okay. We <laughs> do pa- we,
0: we passed over it. <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna talk uh, made up funny wrestling gimmicks, and I'm sure mine won't be as funny as Aaron's.
1: They'll probably be funny here. Probably
0: also because I can't re- I can't remember them because I had them on a list, so I can only remember like four of them that I came up with while drinking multiple beer. One of them I, one of them I already told to Aaron and Kyle. I hope you wrestling fans enjoy it. It is the landlord and the librarian, the powers of payment. <laughs> I think it's funny. I... <laughs> the next one is a wrestler who is a heavy smoker, and he is a heavy smoker because he was wrestling in the uh, in the twenties and thirties. Very heavy smoking wrestler, and you know, you know those heavy smokers. the really heavy smokers. They're always coughing, and and I mean, you can tell because you know they got the. <clears throat> I can't. I don't know if I can do it or not, but you know the cough. Well, his name's George Hacken and shit. <laughs> See, I told you they wouldn't be that funny. Old old George Hacken and shit. He can't kick the habit. But boy.
1: Get out of the sleeping bag, Kyle.
0: Alright. George Hacken and shit is a hell of a hand. So, <laughs> Hacken
1: and shit is funny. But Kyle's stepping on your jokes as he's up in the sleeping bag. Oh, God.
0: Um, The other one, the other, there's two more I can remember. You know what I
1: would have done? What's that? (laughs) I just thought of this.
0: Hacking up shit? (laughs) Huh? Hacking up shit?
1: (laughs) No. He's like a, he's like a skeezy stoner. And and he wears like a Rastafarian hat.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Mm-hmm. And... Ank smell to him, he'd be George Hackensack.
0: <laughs> Hacky sack is what you meant. Yeah,
3: George Hacky sack. I've I've got a couple. The uh, hold on, let Nate finish. His... Oh, I thought that was Nate. I'm sorry, Nate. I thought that was the that, sorry, that was a, last. Just one. two
0: more. Just two more that I can okay. remember. The next one is uh, he's a big fat guy. And um, he's very violent, actually. But he is (laughs) always complaining. He is always complaining. I don't know. He is Abdullah the Bitcher. Just (laughs) always bitching. Complaining
2: all the time. (laughs)
0: Yeah, like he's hacking some guy up like, Oh, I was stuck in line at McDonald's. And he's Abdullah the Bitcher. (laughs) And the last one, um, a very strong wrestler. Impressed.
1: These lines are too long. What's that? These lines
3: are too long. <laughs> Why can't
1: these movie chairs be bigger?
3: <laughs> Why doesn't McDonald's serve breakfast until 11 anymore? These, these forks
1: don't cut like they used to.
3: Yeah.
1: That new Star Wars movie looks
3: terrible. <laughs> I like, I didn't think that
0: would go over. That's cool. That's all right.
3: I don't know why the Chinese can't use knives and force like the rest of us.
0: <laughs> uh, it's because you're using them, Abdullah the Bitcher, to carve up an, op- an opponent. And the last one that I could remember very large man, strong, um, impressive athlete. He stands in the ring and flexes with one arm, but scratches his crotch with the other. He is Hercules Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid. <laughs> oh shit! Those are the only ones I can remember from what I did. So hopefully, finishing move
1: the Boston Crab.
0: When he puts the full Nelson on, guys like try to keep their ass way far away from his crotch. <laughs> uh He's going to turn, oh. he's like, he's like, tonight, I'm going to turn Abdullah the itcher, or the bitcher, into Abdullah the itcher. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Kyle, you said you had a couple.
1: Got something tied won't wash out. I believe I've only, I've got a couple here.
0: When I'm done
1: with him, when I'm done with him, he's going to have to boil his tights
0: and bitch about
2: that.
3: (laughs) Uh, Oh. All right. So the first one is we've come up with a lot of talent, guys. We've had ring announcers. We've had wrestlers. We don't have the booker. We don't have the what? The booker. Oh, the booker. Yeah. He's the (laughs) underpayer. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah, it must be Herb
3: Abrams. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, next we got We got a uh, we got a a, a, uh, former basketball player who's now diabetic, and his name is Slam Jam Sweet and Low. (laughs)
0: People throw that's little pe- people throw little pink bags when he's out. Like <laughs> that's the thing.
1: Is that Pat Patterson? <laughs> that pink bag him. <laughs> I've got to right.
0: eat banana.
2: <laughs> I'm diabetic. All
1: I can't.
3: Right. <laughs> what's he saying
1: get out of the sleeping bag
3: slam jam sweet and low
1: I know slam jam sweet and low but you're getting back in your yeah. sorry hang on let me come out of the closet much what's like it? Pat Pat
3: <laughs> alright and the last one I got he's a poopy guy he fucking he has a van you probably want to be careful, because he's the Snatcho Man, Candy Baggage.
1: <laughs> I was about what to say, was I was what about was sna- What was his name? The Snatcho
0: <laughs> Man, Candy Baggage.
1: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and, and he's and he's in a, and he's, a, a he's in a windowless van. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to? Okay, I feel like yeah. I'm the. I feel like I'm the promoter now. I
0: was I was gonna say Buck Zumoff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'll... you got to change it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, not with that one. I'm not gonna. Not Buck Zumoff, but you said like Snatcho Man, Candy Baggage Candy Baggage, right? Yep. Yep. And and he's a he's a he's a pedophile. Yes. Then I would change that to Snatcho's son. Candy Baggage. <laughs> <laughs> or Sancho Boy, Candy Savage. Either way. Candy Savage. It <laughs> huh? He said <like> Candy Savage.
3: <laughs> oh, fuck. I thought was something really bad. <laughs> Dig it. He's the Snatcho... He's the Snatcho son... <laughs> fuck kitty savage oh
1: go now it's your go now okay um this first one doesn't have an explanation it's just going to go i i just took a wrestler and just changed his nickname um it's dr meth <laughs> <laughs> Former
0: former collegiate athlete, now
3: meth addict. Dr. Meth. Dr. Meth Toothless Williams.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm going to do to you tonight? I'm going to blow up your trailer.
1: I'm going to smoke you. You
3: know what I'm going to do to you tonight? Hopefully
0: not smile at me. That reminded me of one. And if this is not funny, just tell me it's not funny, okay? You you said you said that you made the Dr. Death, you know, the Dr. Meth joke. Yeah. So I had one and I didn't I didn't know whether I was going to use it or not. He was going to be a real big O fish wrestler. And he's dumb. I mean, he's like the dumb, he's like just one of those big dumb guys, okay? and i wasn't going to change much about his name and i was but i was going to give him the same first name and last name and his name was going to be gordy bam bam gordy
2: <laughs> to
0: me that was funny like i don't know why but i was like i'm gordy i'm gordy bam bam gordy <laughs> and he was just this it's big dumb i don't think i don't know that it's funny or not but i thought it was funny in the moment
3: that's kind of funny but <laughs> he'd be like you know he'd be like like, my mama liked the name so much. Name me
0: Clyde. <laughs> yeah, I'm Gordy. Bam Bam Gordy.
3: <laughs> and this is my partner, Dr. Meth. <laughs> well, He's got my hookup.
1: <laughs> do you know who Dr. Meth's other tag team partner is? Who is that? This man cannot control his high.
3: No.
1: <laughs> oh, and geez. do not get stuck in his zone. It's Kenny Crackrock. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He sees some crack, and he's like, get
2: out of my way. Yeah. (laughs) And
1: crack. (laughs) Anybody else got anything on Ken Crack Rock? Nope. Okay. Another one, and I talked to you guys about it. Um, Apparently, I texted Nate and told him. And then I got drunk at WrestleMania. Well, not at WrestleMania watching Ania and Nate's living room and forgot that I forgot that I told you guys that when it um, comes crashing down and it hurts inside this guy cannot get over it get over it and his name is Saul Kogan
0: Saul <laughs> <laughs> Kogan tonight it's the main event what do you think <sighs> let me tell you something brother <laughs>
1: It, it just still angers me. This used to be. Where is the...
3: perfect. This is. You can see all. You can see Sulk Hogan at the bar. He's like, "Hey, Saul Cogan, how you doing?" He'd be like, "Well, let me tell you something, brother."
0: He's like, "He's <laughs> like, my girlfriend broke up with me, brother." And then he holds up his palm and he's like, "Now this is where the power lies." <laughs>
1: like every sad situation, he tells you. <laughs> 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 he's
3: got he's got like a little speaker on his belt as he weeps. <laughs>
1: like the music does like the music's not different.
0: Sul <laughs> Hogan. Like it's
1: still Hogan's theme, but Sul Hogan's music, music is still so fucking positive.
3: No,
1: Ho- you know, tracks, you know yeah. like, Hogan must weep. Hogan must weep. <laughs>
3: change his fucking music from the fucking real american to be like hello Darkest smile. Friend. <laughs> you guys
1: ready for my next wrestler? Yep. Oh shit. He's a vegetarian. Mm. All right. And he I is hate him. He is the cilantro man Randy Cabbage. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. No meat. I'm, no, I'm just saying that's stupid. No meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the cilantro <laughs> man, Randy <laughs> Cap. Fucking first, stupid.
0: First, first Green. name.
1: Yeah.
0: First name cilantro, last name man. Read the hemp boots. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I can't believe you <laughs> laughed at <for> that. Name. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> <laughs> First, the man, Randy
3: <laughs> First course salad, second course salad, mm-hmm. <laughs> granola for a snack. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. You guys, ready for the next one? Yes. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> slim <Huh>? Jim. <laughs> you ready for the next one? You're ready. It's after, um, the cock. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's it's very, just it's very, just Perry Taylor in brown face <laughs> acting like the rock
0: <laughs> which is a fun play on the red rooster too
1: boom <laughs>
0: <sighs> nobody has ever smelled what the cock was cooking
1: but they might have known what he was spraying <laughs> And fuck. the next one is it goes along with the cock. um, He has to have like nice duds, you know, if he if he's playing the rock. But he's in brown face and he's still the red rooster. Do you know who you know who is following him? No. Taking care of him. It's Terry's Taylor. (laughs) <laughs> he makes all the cocks clothes, And he's terrific Terry. Yes, he's terrific at his job <laughs> it, it, it's, it's Terry's then.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry Hang on We joke a lot on this podcast And We have a lot of dumb jokes But Aaron, I think that was Fucking Comedian fucking level right there. It was what comedian level. Harris Taylor? Yes, that was fucking great. Thank you. <laughs> God. Oh, that was fucking I'm perfect. I'm saving my favorite
1: one for the last one. So my last one's my favorite one, and I'm 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 not there yet. But um, the next guy on my list is. is he will help you move into the information superhighway, and he will get you on the internet, and he will help you get your own site set up, and he will help you get into, like, PayPal, and he'll help you learn how to run eBay, and he will help you do all of this, and he will do it with an, um, with an amazing accent – and do you know what his name is? What? He is the Webmaster Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> That's exactly
0: where I, I knew you were going there. Because <laughs> if that wasn't your joke, I was going to make that joke.
1: The Webmaster Kevin
0: Sullivan. We're going uh, to set you up with a nice website here. <laughs> so, So, Webmaster, I've got a lot of problems here. What do you think we're going to have to do? We're going to have to spend the night together.
1: i I can't i can't get this i can't get this going i just cannot get this going no one ever said it was gonna be
0: easy (laughs) when i started i when i started this job I had some posies, but they expired.
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> expired. <laughs> or why, can't, why can't I get this no, domain name? It's
3: expired.
0: And he would call, oh, shit, he would call his stable the Dungeon of Domain.
3: <laughs> Wait, when I solved I really, I, I want to speak to your manager. All right, let me get my manager, Curtis. <laughs>
0: Webmaster, I have
3: not come to the phone right
0: now. Webmaster,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you plucked the e. You <laughs> Damn it, you plucked the Ethernet cable from the Bengal tiger.
3: <laughs> Fuck.
1: Webmaster Kevin <laughs> Sullivan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the whole coding shows up there. Yes, <laughs> he has <asks> webmaster. <laughs> Yes, webmaster. He's like, I know that you usually do electronics, but there's something wrong with my stove. Kevin home says what? He's like, it's not hot. <laughs>
1: what? Hulk <laughs> Hogan when he talked about in the Dungeon of Doom. Oh was fuck! Okay, yeah, I forgot that about was a deep, that. Was a deep cut. <laughs> And if you weren't your sleeping bag, Kyle, it might have worked. <laughs>
3: that's what we call
1: a fucking long walk.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: that, that was a very deep, deep cut. <laughs> like that was a deeper cut than what's in Abdul the Bitcher's forehead. <laughs> and he's
0: he's complaining about that right now.
3: Hey, now who has more fucked up? That was what we call a callback. <laughs> Hey, who has a more fucked up forehead? Abby the Butcher or Dusty Rhodes?
1: Carlos Colon. That dude from the movie The Mask. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That was another deep cut. Isn't that that horrible movie with Cher? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or Corky from Life Goes On. (laughs) Um... You got, I have four more wrestlers. Shoot. Yes. Ready. Yep. All right. The next guy, he's, he's super pale and super fat. <laughs> Do you know what his name is? Buddy Rose. He is, <laughs> no. He is. He is Captain Lou El. Al- Alpino. Alpino. <laughs>
3: Captain Lou Alpino. <laughs> Do you know who he manages? He's the guy that. Mate, you knew
1: his... what I was saying, didn't you? Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: Captain Blue Alpina,
3: And he's the manager of a blotchy, fucking, fair wrestler named The Blemish. <laughs> the Blemish.
0: <laughs> they go together. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anybody else got anything on Captain Lou Albino? It speaks for itself. All right. This this wrestler. Um he has a very short career and he was drunk the entire time. And his name is Adam Bomb.
0: <laughs> Adam Bombed. <laughs> Adam Bombed. <laughs> <laughs> and his his manager, his manager? Harvey Rippleman. A bottle of Ripple for Adam Bombed.
1: Adam Bombed. They hate Howard Tinkle. Yeah,
0: Howard Tinkle's like, with his manager, Harvey
3: Rippleman.
1: Adam Bomb. Okay. So I, I thought Adam Bomb was funny. <laughs> God damn it! Um, I have two more left, and this is my second favorite. And he is city dweller Jim, and his theme song is "Don't go Pro- provoking a country Art <laughs> nope. city city dweller Jim. <laughs> Don't go provoking a city man." <laughs> He wears nice clothes. He's got a nice haircut, no beard. <laughs> he's just city dweller Jim. He's from he fuck
0: you, a- New York. <laughs> he lives in a
1: nice apartment. <laughs> he lives in where?
0: Fuck you, New York. That's where he's from.
1: <laughs> he's got a nice apartment. It's back properly. He knows both his parents. <laughs> he has a rumba.
0: And he knows both of his parents were not related before they met.
1: Yeah. Don't go provoking a city man.
0: <laughs>
1: city dweller Jim.
3: Play, he's rich enough to have a housekeeper, but not but not an uh, English speaking housekeeper, but a Spanish speaking housekeeper.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: City
1: Dweller Jim. <laughs> that one was pretty stupid. I'm
3: sorry, guys. No, nice. I enjoyed it. I'm still fucking laughing at the Terry Stater. <laughs> I thought
1: that was the dumbest one, actually. But it's, it's a good joke. Nate, Kyle, are you ready for my favorite one? We are ready. I am. Okay. My favorite gimmick for my company is... Positive information, Alan.
0: (laughs) Which is funny. Very funny. But I actually like that. Positive
1: information, Alan.
0: (laughs) You actually, you actually like hit on, you, you keep triggering thoughts that I had from my list. I actually had fake news brown on my list. But anyway, I like positive (laughs) information, Alan.
3: Don't listen to the Browns. i thought
1: of positive, When I thought of positive information, Alan, (laughs) I fucking lost my mind. (laughs)
0: Wait, instead of beer, he... instead of beer bellied sharecroppers, he's like, "Let me tell you something, you look good looking businessmen.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you something, you well proportioned employed people. <laughs> Your stocks are gonna rise. <laughs> it's not gonna rain today." <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna find candy in your right coat pocket,
0: (laughs) and money in the left.
1: (laughs) That you can buy more candy with. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I like it. Positive information, (laughs) (laughs) Alan.
0: So fucking stupid. <laughs> <Nuh-uh>. <laughs> fucking, when so, I came uh, when I came to the arena today, I noticed traffic was light.
1: And I found a
3: perfectly good spot that I held for you. <laughs> Wait. The fucking the jobber comes back after the match. And he comes up to him and he's like, Man, I lost. He's like, it's alright. Harvey still has the tube for five Monday. <laughs>
0: No matter how many times you loot no matter how many times you lose, just remember there's a man named Dick the Loser.
3: <laughs> Dick the loser should
1: not be so funny to you.
0: It is fucking hilarious. Like Dick the loser <laughs> Dick the Loser and the blushers, now my favorite tag team. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Gorilla that, f- that is a callback to last week. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> last week
1: what the Like the job oh no, the jobber comes back and he's like, I thought I lost. Oh man, I can't believe I lost. And positive information <laughs> or what do they call him?
0: Positive information Alan.
1: Yeah positive information Allen's like when you saw when you thought you saw one set of footprints, there was actually two <laughs> <laughs> it's because I was holding you
3: <laughs> Wait I'm sorry I have a joke The of two princes <laughs> Two footprints in the sand Blech. And thank you for reminding me I'm sorry I don't mean to cut off <laughs> This great run of thought But I wanted to tell you guys a story Okay And it's Uh and he walked
0: with me. <laughs> God.
3: <laughs> and,
0: what are you, uh, positive yeah. information army?
1: No. <laughs> just listen, just listen, just listen. We're not gonna bomb you. <laughs> it's about
3: it's <laughs> No. It's about it's about walking hand in hand. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Positive information army.
1: <laughs> We're not gonna invade your <laughs>
3: country. <laughs> but no. Um, we don't want your oil. <laughs>
1: And you walk, we will give you ration.
3: <laughs> we, we, just, we just... I was walking on the beach with Sasquatch and I noticed at the worst times of my life there was only one set of footprints and so I looked over at Sasquatch and I asked him I said Sasquatch why in the most troublesome times of my life There's only one set of footprints. The Sasquatch went... (laughs) Kyle? Get back in your sleeping bag.
0: (laughs) I was about to say, when we took our last break, did you drop
3: acid? (laughs) No, but it's funny. Isn't that not funny? It's funny. (laughs) The fucking end gets me every time. Oh, it's so fucking good.
2: (laughs)
0: Oh.
1: Okay. I know my joke, like my joke wrestlers weren't as funny as the last ones, but I tried. We all try, and they were funny. Kyle said Terry's Taylor was the best.
3: I, God damn it, that was funny. Mate,
0: I'm, loser. St- I'm still hung up on Dick the loser from last week.
3: I know, Dick the loser.
0: But I really liked positive information, Alan.
1: I like that one. Uh, well, well, next week Dick or <laughs> next week Dick. <laughs> next week Terry's Taylor and positive information Allen will go head to head.
3: Hey, you know what? Uh <clears throat> let's put it out to the to the fans. Tell us your guys. Oh, fucking... I have to uh, say
0: And I'm not, I don't, I'm not news, I'm not usually a a horn tooter, toot toot, as Arnander would say, Arnander, 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 as Anderson would say, I'm not usually one to toot my own horn, but toot toot. I actually thought Herpules Hernandez was pretty good. Herpules
3: Hernandez was funny. (laughs) Wait, hang on. Hang on, hang on. You just you just gave me one, and
1: I and I I liked his finishing move that I thought of. (laughs) Do my arm hard,
3: Boston crabs. No, Uh, all right. This wrestler, he's a guy at Children Protective Services, (laughs) giving children back to their parents after they fuck up. His name? Does anybody have a guess? No. It's Arn. Arn Her son.
0: Here's your kid.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I think I think it's, it's time like, I
1: don't I don't mean you to like I don't mean you to get out of here, but I got a nice client, so scoop scoop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <the>, oh. <laughs> and when he retires He's at his desk. He's like, Look, Jerry, I'm not going to offer you A spot.
2: <laughs>
0: Forget you. it. I'm done. I'm dead. That wasn't funny, and I'm done with it.
3: <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I'm not going to hand you a spot. I'm going to hand you my spot. My spot. <laughs> well, thank you, Arn. Uh, I believe that you actually thought this job was more important than what it was, but it <laughs> here's to you. My turn, heel. All
0: right. Anybody else got anything else before I start rolling the tut tut tutsi? That sounds no. like that sounds like drug lingo. Like I'm gonna roll a tut tut tutsi.
3: We have two things. Two things to solve. One. We need our pop culture thing. Oh, two and two. Aaron, we—I talked to Nate. We're gonna start doing a Bobby Heenan quote of the week. So I would like you to think of a Bobby Heenan quote of the week.
1: I can think of one right now. All right, you to get, hold it in your pocket. Let's talk about the pop culture stuff. His name is Bruce. They had nine months, and the best thing <laughs> to think of was Bruce. <laughs> Oh, what would you like with your fries? A little side of leg whip.
0: <laughs> We're gonna meet the bushwhackers. I don't want to meet, meet, wanna the, meet bushwhackers. the bushwhackers.
1: And then when he looked at the little monkey, like there was a little monkey on the on the primetime like table, and girl of was talking. <laughs> And, and he was like, why you got a little Coco Beware doll over
2: there?
1: <laughs> I said, Coco Beware doll. I was like, oh, I, I, was, I was
3: confused. Sorry. <laughs> what about WrestleMania 20 when it's him and fucking and Gene Okerlund? I, basic- well. <laughs> I haven't been well. <laughs> I haven't been well. I want to go back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh. Oh. You know what? Okay, we're talking about the Heenan. We're not gonna get. We're not gonna get to a pop culture segment this week, Kyle.
3: All right, fuck it then. <laughs> yeah, with this.
0: We'll save. We'll save it.
1: Fuck it. We'll I'm save- go and Get like three beers and come back. I'm gonna go to bed.
0: We'll save it. We'll save it for the next one. But I want to say this: it's not a Bobby Heenan line. But some of my favorite stuff on primetime is. When Bobby's angry and Gorilla thinks it is so funny. Like, when Bobby will, like, go off stage and then you hear, like, a bang or something and Bobby's yelling and Gorilla will just be laughing. I will like, oh, boy, he's hot. <laughs> Gorilla thinks it. Like, he's just being entertained by his friend and it is so funny. <laughs> he's hot. <laughs> or, like, like when the, the whole thing. Kogan
1: the And doesn't think he's, good, like...
0: Like, like w- one of the best angles in WWF history is like the six month angle over the fucking phone on prime time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like my two fi- my two favorite like Bobby things. I shouldn't say my oh they're not my only two favorite, but the ones that pop into my head and then he can play Tootsie <laughs> is when he I, Bobby hits the Hulk Hogan poster. And I think when he hit it, he was not intending on breaking it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then when they go to the movies
2: <laughs>
1: and they're sitting out in the lobby and then Sherry shows up and he's finally going to go in. He's finally going to get to go into the movies <laughs> and he's
3: looking at Sherry's tits and he walks into the door. <laughs> <laughs> that cracks me up. I think my favorite Bobby Enan moment is with Roddy Piper when he has the few with Piper and recruits there at the very end, fucking uh, Bobby loses a trivia contest. Piper has to dress up as Santa Claus, and it's freaking great because Roddy's like, you know, he's like, you're you're a hell of a stand-up guy, Bobby. You might be a weasel, but you still have a good bone in your body. And he's like, hey kids, you want me to tell you about Santa Claus? He's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> like, just as soon as Piper gets done fucking saying, you know what, you're not that bad of a guy. <laughs> fucking Bobby Heenan's like, yeah, say Claus is a fraud. And fucking Piper's face is like, oh.
1: And then my favorite Bobby Heenan WCW moment is Tony Giovanni and Bobby Heenan watching or commentating for an episode of, like, Worldwide. And it's Bobby Heenan with Shivani commentating over a match between Hacksaw Jim Duggan and, I believe, The Gambler. Tony Shivani goes, Jim Duggan's a real thinking man's wrestler, Bobby. And Bobby goes, and the match goes five minutes and it is five minutes of Bobby just going ha ha ha." (laughs) and then you hear this (laughs) and he laughs for a solid five minutes (laughs) that Tony Schiavone Jim Duggan is a real thinking man for Bobby and he laughs. laughs Entire fucking time. That's good. Fucking Bell. (laughs) It's
3: fucking fantastic.
0: Speaking of fantastic, I'm going to start Tootsie. That's hot.
3: I wonder what Tootsie would have thought about Kofi Kingston winning the world title.
0: That's hot. Yeah. I well, la- <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for joining us on the We Can't Wrestle podcast.
3: Please like us on iTunes, give us a five star rating.
0: Yes, iTunes and the uh, the Google Play as well. You can listen to the show on any podcast app you like, whether it be Podcast Addict, Stitcher, what have you.
3: And don't forget to join listen, us. Na- I- go ahead, Kyle. I'm sorry, I was going to say listen, Look. Uh, us, and then please don't forget the oddly Soup podcast. But we're we're independently owned. We're not yeah. a big huge corporation. We're not no part of a podcast network. We're just people trying to bring you entertainment. So please do us a favor. Go on to iTunes. Go on to Google Play. Give us a five star rating. It take you five seconds.
0: It is a labor of love. These podcasts we do. So, thank you for joining us on the We Can't Wrestle podcast this week. And we will see you next week on the show. Nate, Aaron, and Kyle signing off. And thank you for joining us, listeners.
2: Get hot. Goodbye, Peter. goodbye. Get hot.